Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerd Conversion Podcast, Episode 2. For those of you who don't know us, we take any character, concept, event you would deem nerdish and convert any naysayers to that camp. This episode is all about Harry Potter and more specifically Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. So, spoiler warning right now, it's very heavily spoiler. Uh, The movie came out about a week and a half ago, so if you haven't seen it yet, definitely go and watch it before listening to this podcast. But come back, because we have some interesting to things to talk about so let's hear the music there's long and prosper i find your lack of faith disturbing Hi everybody, I'm Ron the Nerd. As always, we have Tom the Film Guy. Hi there. And Steve the Non-Believer. Hello, hello, hello. So, like the intro said, we're covering Harry Potter because we had Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them out just recently. To give a little bit of backstory here for people who don't really know me. I love the books. I personally feel like Harry Potter saved my life. I was, uh, you know, struggling with school as a child. My teachers assumed that I should go into special ed. I had a reading disability, speech impediment. I had poor social skills, ADD, all that jazz, and I was doing poorly. And so my mother actually picked up Harry Potter when I was in third grade and started reading it to me. And I actually took the book from her because I wanted to, she was going too slow. So I wanted to read it, and I'm just like, no, 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 come on, just give me the book. I got it, I got it. And so she gave it to me, and then afterwards I'm just like, there's more to the story? The next year I was on honor roll uh, going into the future in my high school. You know, I took AP classes, I tutored, so it was a huge turnaround, and that that was the point in my life that I looked at it, and I can say, oh, yeah, that was a turnaround for me. So, those books are very near and dear to my heart. Now, the movies uh, <laughs> fell short because I love the books so much. I uh, I liked the first movie. I felt like it went pretty along the cuff, uh, like stayed pretty true to it. And the second movie, kind of. Third movie, they lost me. Like, I watched the movies, but I, I didn't really care for them. So, now we have Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and we have two big movie lovers here. So they're going to try to talk me into liking this new movie. Which, also, just so you know, everybody, spoilers ahead, because all three of us have seen the movie. Well, I could tell you, you mentioned the book, which that's actually a really nice story. The Harry Potter saved this man's life. You realize that, Steve? I, I heard it. I'm tearing that's, up a little So bit. Harry's a hero in every regard. I think we can all agree. <laughs> sure, yeah. But yeah, I believe the book came out back in 97 or 98. Around there, yeah. Uh, I know the movie came out in 2001. I'll never forget. I saw that Thanksgiving time, because that's when it came out. Thanksgiving 2001. Me being a huge fan of fantasy, magic, anything like that in a film, for it to go so mainstream and cool, it was really cool. So I saw the first movie, loved it, and was hooked. And then Steve, the non-believer over here, he could start in his own regard, but I know he disliked the first few movies, and it was only thanks to me converting him that he became such a movie fanatic a fan of Harry Potter. It's true. My, my story's a little uh, reversed from Ron's. I actually saw the movies before I read the books. I saw all the, I've only started reading the books, you know, 
two, three years ago. Uh, I saw the first one, and I was in, I think it was in college, like 2001, 2002 it was on. And one of the girls in the hall was a huge Harry Potter fan. So she's like, oh, we got to watch this Harry Potter movie. So we're watching this movie around this like 15-inch television screen with like 10 people in the room. It, it's not the best experience. And I'm like, this, this sucks. Like People are talking. Phones are going off. And there's you, a wizard know, yelling, expecto patron. Yeah, and you're like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm like, ah, whatever. So then a, a few months later, she's like, oh, Harry Potter 2 is coming out. So we go to this movie theater. And, you know, we finally make our way in and we see this movie and it's crowded and there's a bunch of kids screaming. And it seemed like the same exact script as the first one. And there's a lot of similarities in the movies, at least, you know, such as this happens, this happens, they have to go down a hole, they go in the basement, they have to solve this riddle. So there's a lot of similarities into it. And I remember leaving that thinking, like, I just saw the same exact movie and I didn't even like the first one. And I'm like, screw this. And it really wasn't for like 10 years or, you know, almost like five or six years easily. And then Tom's like, yo, you, ha- you got to get back on these movies. I'm like, dude, I saw these movies. They suck. He's like, no, 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 wait, 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 sort of sofa, sort of sofa. You got to like watch, Tom. you got to watch these movies again. And uh, it's true. We watched it. And it's only after I watched the movies that I was doing some work in the Midwest. And a friend of mine was huge into the books and the movies. And she's like, oh, I have all the books. Do you want them? So I got, so I got one and I read through it. I think I finished it in like a week. I was like, oh, this is really good. So my, my is a little different. Most people, they'll read the books first and then they'll watch the movies and say, oh, it left out this, left out left this. Where I watched the movies first and then I went back to the books to, to compare them. Well, I agree that the movies are kind of similar, but I think that's just the writing of them because every Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher turns out to be the villain in every single movie. I don't know if that changes in the book. If, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it because that series is amazing the movies but in the books yeah it's the same even with uh, professor lupin like he's not a bad guy but he is like the wolf and that causes issues and everything see for me i'll just say what i find to be the least um appealing part of the movies is the pacing i can't stand the pacing the books like i i binge the books when i know the seventh book when it came out, I finished it in 12 hours because I did nothing but binge the book. And I just, and I then I, I read it three times in the first week. I, and I read the other books leading up to it. Pro, I think it was two weeks beforehand I started rereading them. So that way I didn't forget one part. And I've always been like that with book series. Obviously, it's a book being transformed into a movie. I get that. They can't have every single thing. But I feel like you lose weight of situations in the movies because it goes too quick. And they're adding dumb parts instead of adding more time to an actual important, like, oh, God, this is big. Probably one of the easiest, uh, because it was made into a meme, to give you an example for is in uh, book uh, number four, A Goblet of Fire. When they find Harry Potter's name in The Goblet of Fire, Dumbledore, in the book, it even says... Dumbledore calmly says to Harry Potter, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Whereas in the movie, he's like, he's frantic. He's just like, did you put your name into the Goblet of Fire? And it's like, holy. Yeah. That was amazing. No, it wasn't amazing. Because it's like, Dumbledore's not supposed to be some kind of like manic person who just like he's he's older and wiser and amazing 
And I feel like that actually took away from his character. For well, me. I felt just as a moviegoer, it didn't take away anything. I still loved him. I thought he was badass. I love him. Ugh, I think no, you, you probably, no, no. it's kind of par for the course. The books are always better, so to speak, than the movies. Because they you, they have to take a, I mean, you think about how many movies are actually better than the books. I was actually thinking about this today in preparation for the show. Very few, because you you have to cut it down. You have to, you know, some things don't translate as well. I, I think that the books were definitely having read them in reverse, you know, the, the order in reverse. I go back and I'm like, oh, wow, this book was great. And the examples I have are, uh, I don't know what book it was or movie it was, Spew with the elves, with uh, Hermione, S-P-E-W. Remember, like, the elves are being mistreated? Yeah. Oh, so, so, Tom, yeah. in, the, in one of the books, I forget which one it is, maybe a couple of them, the house elves play a much bigger role. Like, they're actually part of Hogwarts, and they have to wow. do all this work. Hermione yeah. goes on this like social justice type crusade, and she forms this group called Spew. I don't, I don't know what S P E W it stands for. Something about elves, and it's a huge part of the book actually. And in the movie, completely gotten rid of. It's like that one thing with Dobby that oh, you're being mistreated. You have bad clothes. How dare you? But that's really it. It doesn't translate well, maybe over into film, but they completely chopped it out. It's, it's yeah, not it's even there at all. Sounded. It actually sounds pretty gee. So I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, oh, another one. I uh, I really I think my favorite book is not not what's the one after Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix. All right, so that's the one with Umbridge in it. Yep. Yeah. So I, the reason I like that one is because in the book, shall not tell lies. I like that. One. I like that part too. But it's it's very political. Yeah. Like the undertones behind what they talk about, like from a political background. That's my background. You know, my my career, so to speak, and my education is in politics. So reading through that, I have to read it again, actually. What he talks about in political techniques and terms and how people use one another from, like, elections, it was, like, firing off in my head. I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And in the, in the movie, there's very, very little of that. It becomes more of, like, an action movie type of thing versus, like, a subterfuge where they're trying to, like, outthink each other. Overall, I mean, I think the books are definitely better simply because you can put more in them, more than the movies you have to you have to make a two hour you can't talk about politics and you know things for two hours in a movie you're gonna put people to sleep you gotta kind of fill it in mm. uh, well back to ron's point about pacing i feel mm. pacing in all of them i mean great example it was just on it's on like you would not believe on tv uh, this whole weekend because of fantastic beasts i mean if you mm. turn on a channel most likely to find like the entire Harry Potter series playing. So I put on, it was Prisoner of Azkaban, the third one, my favorite one, which is the shortest one, funny enough, talking about pacing. That's a lot of people's favorite yeah, the, um Well, just a fan of anything time travel related, Back to the Future. Like when it's done well, it's amazing. So that was done great. The pace, it's just funny. I watched, I was, I just caught the end of it and just looking at it. I feel like the pacing, there's so much, like you guys are kind of saying, there's so much to put like convey from the book there's so much i think you know all these guys are just trying their best to film like there's just a lot to put in i think i think there's just a lot of material you wonder you yeah, wonder see, if they could have like they did with the hobbit for example the hobbit was one book it wasn't even that big a book they turned into three movies and it completely yeah, did not need ridiculous. to it could have been not even one movie you wonder if they made yeah. movies prisoner of azkaban part one and two yeah, you probably could have for almost all of the books turned them into two. That's what they did with Deathly Hollows. You probably could have turned them into. Mm. There's a lot of stuff in there, and a lot of stuff they left out. Like I said before, I understand with the movies that you can't have it all in there. It was my issue with 
what was put in it. And I feel like even watching them without reading the books, obviously I can't say with 100% accuracy because I did read the books before I read them, uh, before I watched the movies, but I, I feel like even if I didn't read the books beforehand, I would have been like, man, this seems really mm-hmm. rushed. This seems like in Prisoner of Azkaban when they have when Harry gets you know goes through the tunnel and uh, Ron has his leg broken and Hermione's in there and you get to see Sirius Black for the first time and then Lupin runs in. It's all very frantic and like it's it's oh we have to do this. Uh, Harry, give me the rat. Wait, Sirius, what are you talking about? We have to do this. Ron, shut up about the rat. Hang on, I'm gonna do this and I just I. It, I have to sit there and I'm just like, holy, what's going... I know what's going on, but it's just too much back and forth. I need a little... Like, you need to slow that down a little bit. And it's just going too much into it. And then it was even worse when the rat was turned out to be... Um, Peter Pettigrew was... Peter Pettigrew, yeah. I think it was like... His nickname was Peeves or something. I don't know. But Peter Pettigrew and like... Peter his Pettigrew was like, again... Yeah, a Wormtail. Worm, who am I thinking of Peas? I, don't know. I, I just know he's Peter Pettigrew and he's Wormtail. Yeah. Um, so I, then you throw him into the mix, and he's, again, granted, he makes sense to be frantic, but everybody else is frantic when everybody should be more shocked. And he's. it's just, it, it came across as, like, too much. I liked the part that they slowed it down afterwards when Harry and Sirius talk because that moment needed to be slowed down for it. But then, it you know, that's like the only time and then it's, oh, right back to frantic. And probably my least favorite thing out of any of the movies was the, um, whatchamacallit? Oh my god. Don't say the Triwizard I'm... Tournament, I'll lose it. No, 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 no. This is still in Prisoner of Azkaban. But I have issues with the end of the Triwizard Tournament. Um, when the Dementors are attacking, Harry oh, saves best himself. Oh, the entire movie? Oh, my goodness. It's... No, it's oh, wrong. Amazing. It's just I wrong. Mean, because he's supposed to have the dough come out. And, like, sure, we see the dough at the end. But uh, the the stag, yes. not the dough. Uh, the dough is somebody else's Patronus. But he, it's supposed to be the stag... And all we see is a damn shield and a yeah, light, yeah, yeah. and it pissed me off because the stag is supposed to come out and actually chase right, them away, right, right. and we don't get to see that. And I was so excited for that. I was sitting in the theater, like I'm so. I remember being so mad leaving the theater because I sat there and I waited for the whole movie, and I'm just like, I just can't wait to see this stag. I can't wait. It's gonna be so awesome. And then I just saw a light. And like a pulsing light, and it, it was just so lackluster. They blew their, they blew their CGI budget. <laughs> yeah, I totally yeah. know what you're saying now. But me, just from a film perspective, just as an audience member, I like I know what you're saying now, but only because after the fact, because you're you were waiting for me from being a book fan. But me, just piecing it all together with the time travel and everything, and not learning what his patronus is until what order the phoenix you know till later on in the movies then definitely when i dissect all these eight movies i like i go yeah why why didn't we see that like you're absolutely 100 percent right well let me let me jump in here as a voice of reason we could probably do 100 episodes on harry potter but since we had talked about fantastic beasts let me let me talk about fantastic beasts as far i know tom loved it 
Ron, oh, yeah. I assume you did not love it. Wait a minute. Can I just explain? Wait, can I do the can I spoiler like spoiler warning now, or like just let people know? The the this is a huge spoiler warning. At the end, one of my top favorite guys in the movie business of all time. I mean, Johnny. Theo, no, Johnny no. When that was stupid. When Johnny Depp came out. Instead of Colin Farrell, and he turned out to be Grindelwald, the freaking dark wizard. No, my jaw was left, and my wife had to like put my jaw back up, and she had to no. shake me, and was like, "Yeah, that just happened." I was totally—I had no idea that he was going to be in that movie. Totally surprised. I was I so mad oh, about goodness, that. I loved it. I'm sorry, Steve. You—you you were bringing it over, but I, that we what were talking about. What are you mad about? Because it's stupid. Why do we need Johnny Depp in this movie? He's already in... No, he's already in... I don't need Jack Sparrow with a wand going around. It's just not necessary. I cannot sing enough praises about Johnny Depp. I think he's a great actor. I think he's very talented. And like whenever you watch the the behind-the-scenes, people are just like, yeah, he picks something up. He's great with characters. He's a quirky character. He almost always goes with the quirky one. I, I mean, I could be wrong about him dealing with the weight of what the character is, but Grindelwald, like, grew up with Albus Dumbledore. He's the reason that Albus Dumbledore knew what the Deathly Hollows was, and, like, I'm assuming that we're going to see a Grindelwald-Albus uh, fight, because they actually have a 72-hour fight in 1945 before Albus wins, and then they imprison Grindelwald in a prison that he himself built. And then down the line, Voldemort comes down and kills him to get the Elder One. Like, there's all now that wait, Where do you know all but, this from? From the book? And from now the wait, books. Is there more? Um, is, what's the next book? Like, there's Fantastic Beasts? Or is there... Fantastic Beasts 2 has already been written. And what is it? What's it called? Nothing. Um, like, it's going to be Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2. Or maybe um, Newt Scamander, who I hated... My my main point with Johnny Depp playing Grindelwald is Grindelwald is such larger than life character. He's Voldemort of the time, and you know he's reminiscent of he's like the portrayal of Hitler for the magic world. And Johnny Depp, it's he's gonna like smile and like be kind of quirky with the role. And I wanted some like I expected Colin Farrell to change his face, but I was expecting somebody more. Like grandi, like kind of, oh, it's hard to say grandiose. grandiose when Johnny Depp comes into the picture. No, oh my no, goodness. because I was expecting somebody like with just more weight. I wanted like somebody with depth and everything. Whereas again, I know that Johnny Depp is great, and I almost any other movie I'd be like, oh, that was really cool, but not in this particular role. And also, it was like nothing but a cameo, unless he shows up. In the future films, it was nothing but a one-minute cameo well, that he had two I, lines and was escorted off. From what Tom was saying, I think he is going to be in the films. He is. He's in every. He's in all five films. They claim. So, like I said, it's probably it probably will be Albus versus um, Grindelwald. But I hate it. I hate it. See, I, 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 I like. I, I, I like the it. reveal. It's it kind of. Uh, you remember, you ever watch Seven with with Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt for the first time? A great film. I mean, man. never watched. Oh it. man, you never watched it? Never oh, watched. Seven Deadly Sins. I'm not very, very good. 
Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a, a twist in the end when they reveal who the character is. And it's a character, like, again, I'm not going to ruin it, but that's how I felt when Johnny Depp, because Tom had seen it. So Tom and I went, again, to see it, it might be the first time, and he's saying, hey, there's this huge twist at the end. Don't look anything up on the internet. Don't, no, don't look up anything. Which is so hard then, to do nowadays. Nowadays, it is. every time I saw a Facebook post, I'm like, oh, nope, divert my eyes. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about it. And I, I like the reveal at the end, if it wasn't especially for just a, a gag. If, if Johnny Depp is never in it again, yeah, it's just a gag. But the idea is like, wow, like this is a, one of the biggest actors in Hollywood. Out of nowhere, didn't put it, you know, wasn't in any of the movie. His name wasn't in it. I like that effect. Now, whether he's quirky with the character, I, I have no idea. Right. Uh, I liked it. Being the only had one line. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say to sum up, I liked it less than Tom, but I liked it more than than you did, Ron. <laughs> well, let's yeah. let's continue um, to convert this guy, please. I mean, yeah, sitting there, just going like sitting down at the like when we first sat down, I wasn't really keen on seeing it anyway. I was debating about whether I should see it before this. Well, or Well, you read the book or no? You read the book prior, obviously, right? There is no okay. book. There is a book. But it's the actual the book the movie is based off of the life and times of the writer of the textbook in the Harry Potter books, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Now there was a small book printed called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which I do own. But it was essentially just like a kid's version of the textbook that Harry Potter um, has Harry Potter would have had. So yeah, it was a bunch of like little drawings of dragons and other things and where you could find them and their danger levels. So there was no book. I, I, I walked into it like everybody else walking into it. Not an idea of what wow. was going on. So that being said, I would like to talk a little bit about the rest of the cast who I found almost entirely terrible. So Newt Scamander. Academy Award winner Eddie Redmayne. Uh-huh. I hate his take on the character. Again, uh, nobody. He, there's no book about him, so it's not like I went into it like, oh, okay, this is going to... Well, see, I said to Steve, I said, it's kind of cool if they go the route because I can't tell what house he's from, but it'd be cool if he's not from Gryffindor or Slytherin. I told it'd be you really neat. No, he wouldn't be in oh, either. Yeah, I mean, it'd be... yeah, he would be in... No, he'd be in Ravenclaw. So, I just think that'd be really cool, yeah. but like the scarf he had, I thought those were... Maybe Hufflepuff colors, maybe the yellow, the black, or like whatever the hell he had on. I would, I mean, he's definitely not in uh, in uh, Slytherin, Gryffindor, which or is Slytherin. Awesome. I think that's um, cool that we get a different, finally, a hero out of a different of? like house. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, but he didn't even graduate. He got kicked. Oh, is out. that what happened to him? Yeah, yeah. They said that in I the movie. Like... He got expelled like four times or something. I, um, I, I so. I'm with you on the character. I, I didn't like there were all the characters. I didn't feel any connection to them. I didn't really like them. The main woman, the lead female, I, I didn't like to her at all. She face. came across as very weak as a, as an actor, an actress, and then as a, like a character. Like I, I yeah, the character was so weak. She did everything yeah. wrong. Like she was an or really, and she's like, it didn't like. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the sidekick at all. Um, I didn't. He was he was okay for comedic relief. Like I actually did laugh when the hippo thing uh, started charging him because that she was horny. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> she was in heat. I like I did chuckle at that, and I thought that 
I don't know. Personally, for me, I may have just connected with him a little bit more because he wanted to open a bakery. Ah, uh, that's um, right. That's right. I thought yeah. I thought he almost didn't have enough of a wow factor. The yeah, initial reaction was like, "Oh wow, this is crazy!" But then two minutes later, he's like, "Oh yeah, this, I'll just jump in a suitcase. That makes sense." Like there was, if I, that happened to you or we, you'd be like, "Dude, what is going on?" There's giant hippopotamuses, and and you know, you would your head would explode. I didn't. I didn't feel like yeah, I'd be begging for he had long. enough of like a holy cow. This is the most crazy thing I've ever seen. It was just like, oh yeah, this is commonplace now. Eh, nothing surprised him after the first two minutes. I didn't think that was was done well. Uh, I think Tom and I have talked before about Colin Farrell, and the guy like there's a reason that he's not a lead actor anymore, or really for the last ten years. He just he can't carry a movie by himself. He has to be a sidekick. And I think even him as kind of like a side. Eh, it was okay. I didn't think he did much with it. I didn't think it was... Maybe they didn't give him enough to do with it. Uh, like Steve mentioned, I'm not a huge fan of Colin Farrell, but I like all the actors out there. Um, yeah, I'm not... What he did wasn't... I thought he was pretty intimidating. He was kind of cool. Um, but Ezra Miller, the Flash in the DC universe of movies... Um, Oh, that's who. Yeah. We were. All right, yeah, I knew he looked. Ezra familiar. Miller, our new Flash in movies. He was he was cool. Like he was a cool kid. I mean, no, yeah, no, kind of like you guys already said though. Like nobody really was like stand out crazy except Eddie Redmayne for his performance. How odd it was was is memorable to me. Like the guy was so. Oh no! Yeah, he was a. Uh, um, no, I actually liked uh, the kid. What What do you say, Ezra? Ezra. Yeah. I actually liked his portrayal because it made sense. You know, it's the 1920s. We're dealing with the Great Depression, Prohibition, things like that. Like, it sucks right now in America. And he's being beaten by his mother on a daily basis. And he's just a broken kid trying to, you know, figure out life and, like, try to get something to latch on to. And um, that's when Colin Farrell takes advantage advantage of it. So I actually liked that character's as a character. Yeah. I thought that that was believable. I thought that that was pretty decent. I feel like Newt made no sense in the story. In reality, like yeah, going and catching his animals makes sense. Uh, but I, I feel like him being there to deal with the other kid um, with Ezra. Yeah, it's just so I felt, a little forced eh, to me. It's just yeah. I didn't like. I really going back to the what was the woman's name? The main woman. I feel like I'm unconverting uh, yeah, Steve. From... Wait, which one? Which one? <laughs> the, the woman, the main woman. Tina, the the girl that worked at the yeah American the, the brunette. Yeah, so the, the brunette is Tina. Tina. So her whole thing is she keeps okay. trying to like, oh, nude. I have to arrest you. I have to arrest you. And she makes <laughs> yeah. she keeps bringing in. Like oh he, this man he let a he let a thing escape, and they're like who the hell cares like we're dealing with like the most yeah. evil thing in the world and she keeps trying to oh no he just let a hippopotamus escape it's like then go freaking catch it like why are you wasting our time <laughs> like everything was like yeah. like on on the on the previews they're like a wizard arrived in New York and a creature has escaped and you're like oh my god this is the worst thing in the world and it's like it's such a fractional part of the of the story. Like, oh, I gotta go catch hummingbirds and little raccoons that catch gold coins. Or, 
whatever the thing. It's just it didn't. That guy it didn't was flow. cute. He was amazing. That little guy that stuffed the golden stuff in his that guy was mad. Yeah, he was, he, he was cute, and again, it was funny. But like, we got him twice. We didn't need him mm-hmm. twice. And how about the invisible guy? I love so. that guy. He had a purse. He was a badass, and he took his yeah. old. Oh, he like was cute. That big freaking snake bird. He was like so cool babysitting. Yeah. And doing the whole teapot thing was interesting as well. I don't know why he said teapot. It didn't need to be a teapot. It could have just been like, get a small teapot? cup. Like, what, what is what are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, because he's British. Okay. Uh, I so, did think the um, pacing of the movie was not good. I thought it was very slow. See, I actually like. I didn't mind the pacing that much. But I definitely felt like I was in the theater for over two hours. I thought there was a lot of time yeah. spent when they went into the suitcase and he dealt with all the animals. I could see that, like, yeah. that's the whole point of it. It's fantastic beasts. You got to explain them and show them, and people want to see that. It just yeah. I don't. I thought it went way too slow, and I, I didn't think it was like okay. All right, let's get to the end. Like, come on, let's go. Come on. I think we can all agree the best actress, Samantha Morton, that mother, was she, did you not like yeah. want to beat the crap out of that I woman? She was, she was really yeah. good, I thought, like out of all the actors in there. Yeah, she was, it was like she did yeah. a good job with the character because I did I hate did. her. Real quick about supportive character, like not the main cast, but like I was really upset with what they did with the Aurors and everything. Like they just look like G-Men, which makes sense in the mm. time. Um, I understand that, but not one of them has a line. The president, Madam President, is super, like, she's not intimidating at all. Uh, ministers and everything that you deal with in the Harry Potter universe, like, they, they have some weight to them when they're in the room. And she did not. She felt like she was floundering and trying to grasp at things. And then the same with the oars. I didn't, like, I understand that Grindelwald is amazing and he, like, nobody could take him down except Albus Dumbledore or Voldemort. But it's still the fact of there were like forty of them shooting smells, uh, spell smells, shooting no. smells at him, uh, spells at him, and you know he's blocking all of them and uh, sending back. And it's kind of fitting that he was taken down by a beast, uh, being that that's what Newt deals with. Yeah. But it's also being that he's Grindelwald. He should have killed Newt. Agree. Like I, I mentioned that to Tom as soon as we left the theater. That's what was my biggest uh, knock against the movie. Was that I call it the ending, but you know, ten minutes before the ending, that final battle, like he's making the speech, Colin Farrell, he's making the speech about, you know, why do we give up our power type of thing, and my and my thought ahead, I'm thinking, all right, he's either going to kill all these guys or like there's like fifty of them. Does he realistically think he can tackle fifty of them? Why wouldn't he just say, thank you, Madam President, I'll go back and you know, kind of fight another day? It, it didn't seem like he like. Why would you pick that time? To like out yourself and well, fight fifty good, guys at from once. From a good writing a- perspective, you're totally on the ball. I would definitely, I would have written it that way, but I know you would have. But I guess it, it didn't flow well. And the fact that he's like, "All right, screw," like you just see, he turns around, and he's like, "Eh, screw it," and he goes and fights them. And like, okay, this is going to be badass. And then it's you don't even get like a two minute, you don't even get a twenty second fight. Newt just takes out a lizard and throws that. Oh, done. It's like what? Like that yeah. was. What? Like what? I that was the old swooping evil. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really like I went from like oh this movie like ugh like no it, it dropped like a point or two on my scale just for that scene. Uh, now Johnny was cool just because there was a cool reveal of like holy cow there's a celebrity here, but I I really didn't like that end fight. I thought they wasted a big opportunity there. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited to see where it goes. I know that. I mean, when I put on the TV and I see Prisoner of Azkaban, and it's towards the ending, you know? Then the next, then Goblet of Fire starts. And I just start watching that one. I kind of walk out of the room, I grab a snack, I kind of came back in. At any point, you put on a Harry Potter film in regard to their pacing. And at any point, you come in, like you come in, you just start watching it. It totally captivates you, I feel. Any of those movies, they totally draw you in, in my opinion. Now, this new movie, yeah, it's, it, it's a little off. It's not, it's not Harry. It's not the whole gang that we're used to. It's not the whole exact world. But it is that world of magic and, you know, and those spells. Like, as soon as Eddie Redmayne sent one of the spells, I was like, oh, this is so cool. And hearing the music, just the fact that it's all back, in my opinion, mm. is that, like, I guess that, I guess it's mem- maybe member berries I'm eating too much of. But <laughs> I think that's what, like, it's just cool. And then now that Johnny's going to be in it and he's going to be a big villain, you know, and to see who Dumbledore is going to be, like, what actors cast and like to see where where it's going is going to be fun in my opinion i think that there's a lot of great stories that can be told and i uh, being that i don't have to worry about the books anymore i would really really like them to be good like i want to see the albus and grindelwald fight the thing is, I wanted to see the Albus and Voldemort fight, and it was super lackluster. To oh, me. I love that fight. It was, oh, my God. Uh, uh, compared to what was supposed to happen, no. I, th- I thought um, that looked amazing. That was so cool. Yeah. Now, um, essentially, like he in the actual fight, they like brought statues to life and fought with that. and it, I feel like it's just a light show that we're seeing in the movies, and I want to see more... Like, more. I just want to see more. I want to see interesting things with the spells. I don't want to see, you know, oh, they can essentially teleport. That's what they're always doing. They can teleport. Cool. They can make people forget. They can shoot some uh, lights at another person and deflect it away. And that's what we're constantly... They can make shields. So, like, that's what we keep on seeing. And I want to see more. I want to see what the magic realm goes if we're gonna get a harry potter universe type thing like star wars and everything else that's going on i want more depth instead of just a cash grab for here's a expensive light show but you got more depth you got johnny depth so i don't know what more depth you want nope I don't. I personally don't think he's going to do a good job oh, with the role. I, that's, uh, I got to hang up. Well, we'll have to see if it's uh, Heath Ledger. I guess. <laughs> yeah, if it's a Heath Ledger thing, then I, I will be. If he does a good job, I will be the first person to say well, I, I'm I sorry tell you for downing him. Job. It's Johnny Depp. The guy can't do bad. The, the only other thing that would have surprised me is if it was Leonardo DiCaprio under there. That would I would my mind would have been blown. Mm-hmm. I actually, my head would have exploded. I think I, I wouldn't even know what to do. Yeah. I think it would have made more sense because uh, Grindelwald shouldn't be as old as Johnny Depp looks there. So now, wasn't Grindel- Didn't they talk about Grindelwald in uh, Deathly Hallows in the movie? Yep, that's what. Did you see the necklace that he put on Ezra's that, neck? Yeah, that's what. I, that's, isn't that that's the symbol for Deathly? So Hallows. now, that kid Jamie Bauer. I remember he was only in Deathly Hallows, the seventh one. Like, mind you, I don't know anything about books, but. And all the movies, he was in that seventh movie when they were talking about the flashbacks. And part one or two? This first one, uh, the seventh one. Part. One. I I never watched it. Steve, you remember that? I do. 
Yeah, like I just I I can't I gotta watch that movie again just to like now because I'm interested in Grindelwald, so I want to see like what they talk about again. Here's what I think we do, and I think our time is expiring. I think Ron needs to watch the movies again, and Tom yeah. needs to read the books because Perhaps. I think you'll both appreciate the, what I notice is I appreciate each one more by doing the other. I appreciate the books more from saying, "Wow, there's all this stuff." That Rowling put in it, and I mean Grindelwald and and Spew and you know Umbridge and political aspects to it. They, they go a lot more into Grindelwald's backstory and the backstory, like Barty Crouch and Barty Crouch Jr. That there's that one scene, you know, in the movie basically, or two scenes. They go, yeah, yeah with the doctor. The it makes a lot more sense in the book. The Purple Man. Yeah, where the movies yeah. are, they get rid of some of the stuff. It's like you know what. All this stuff doesn't have to be in the book. It's cool to read for the book, but just give me a two-hour movie. And they are entertaining. I, don't, I mean, I never found them to be boring. I thought the pacing was okay with most of them, and I thought maybe they're a little too quick, but they're definitely enjoyable. So, Ron, did we convert you at least 1%? Oh, no. <laughs> no. I haven't converted. If anything, I'm a little unconverted from nerddom because of it. Our show has failed. Let's just give this shit up. <laughs> No, it's it's good. Like um, anybody listening at home, if they are an avid Harry Potter fan, perchance you both were able to point out things that they hadn't seen. Personally, on my take is that I do not care for them, and I am one of very few. So, so with all of that being said, what did you all think? Were you converted? Were you unconverted? I understand that it was heavily negative on this time because of me. However, did you hear something that made you, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm going to give it another shot? As always, we'd love to hear your comments and what you think. And if you have any suggestions, you can head over onto our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr account and let us know there. We always appreciate that. So again, thank you everybody for stopping in, and always remember, let your nerd flag fly.